talking about the obligation that a husband has to his wife, what he has to provide for her. We spoke about what her obligations are to him. And uh, we're up to the very bottom of the page. I'm down on base in the bottom. She has to give her a half a cow, the measure of cow, which is three egg worth of um, well, a cow is, is a four legging, each leg is six eggs, so that's 24 eggs. So a half a cow is 12 eggs worth of kidneys of legume. These are all for her to uh, provide her with what her needs. The mentioned word about wine. So we'll have a discussion now whether women should drink wine and whether a husband has an obligation to provide her with wine. Says the mother, who doesn't mention wine, Miss Ayala, this actually supports Rabbi said, that you should not, you don't have to, and you shouldn't, he says. You shouldn't actually distribute wine to um, to a woman because it will it coax her into uh, having intimacy. You can tell me there's a passage where it says, a woman says, I will go, I'll go after my uh, beloved. The one who provides me with bread, the made my water, somebody my wool, in my linen, and shamni my oil, the shikuya, and my drink. Shikuya is mashka. That's what we call mashka. So the Khaida definitely gave alcohol. Says the Gemara, the word shikuya doesn't necessarily mean drink, it means something that she desires. And that's where mashka comes from, interesting. It means something that we intensely desire. Or my needle for a woman, it doesn't mean, like for us, it would, it would mean mashka. But for her, it would mean takshit. What does she desire most? Nice clothes, jewelry, and all that. Things are adorned here. So he, therefore, he said, you don't have to give wine to your wife. You should. Dr. Behuda said, How do you know that you don't actually give wine to your wife? She never says, and, and you have no obligation. It says, by Chana, uh, it says by Chana, which we're going to read about, or the whole subject of Chana, on Rosh Hashanah, that you know, she didn't have any children. And she stood up after she ate in Shilei, and after, and Shosei, after um, he drank, Shosei is written after he drank. <clears throat> but like Shosei, if we were talking about her, she ate, he should have said, um, she ate, he should have said, after she drank. Shosei is after he drank. Why does it say after he drank? So therefore, it must be because she didn't drink wine. Women don't drink wine. It's uncommon for women to drink wine, and therefore, there's no obligation for the husband. To actually give her uh, any wine. So if you're going to be dashing that way, I'm out of so. If you could be so pedantic, then it says, Oh, she ate. Sounds like she ate and he didn't eat. What men don't eat food. But like, oh, he didn't eat. So what says, the same thing. You're going to come to the same conclusion that men don't eat. No. Anan with the Shanin Krabbe de Bure come in. The issue here is, it's talking about her that she ate, and then when it comes to drink, suddenly we change from her to him. We're focusing on him. What happened here? Mehdi, Begavakos, we're talking about her, Rossi, and that's what we're continuing. My time is shining. Why did it change from her to him? God must conclude that he is the only one who drank and not her. Makes your last question. It says, Regula, it says in the Brisa, Regula, um, that if she's accustomed to drinking wine, nice like you give her wine, it's clearly that women did drink wine. Says the mother, Regula, shiny. If a woman is accustomed to drinking wine, so it's, therefore it's nothing novel to her, and therefore it doesn't affect her in the same way um, as what we were talking about before. A woman drinks wine and she sort of, um, you know, gets very intimate and all that. Regula, if she's used to it, 
you give her one cup of wine. She's not used to it, because you give her two cups. That doesn't make sense. She's not used to it, she give her nothing. My comma, what exactly does it mean? Oh, what do I buy? says, that's what he meant. Regular, she's used to it. If they buy it in front of her husband, she give two cups. If she's accustomed to drinking wine, so if it doesn't show her husband's present, then she would feel very amorous her husband's there. They give her two cups. So like this, they buy the, if the husband's not around, then nice you give her one cup. This is what you have to give her. She's unaccustomed. Then if they buy only one cup, if they buy but her husband's not around, then she shouldn't be drinking any wine at all. Or I can say, the gila, if she's accustomed to it, then not only do you give her wine to drink, but national tzikik data, you also give wine to mix into her food, to give taste and flavor to her food. Um, and we actually had before that wine is also good. Okay, we'll see that anymore. We're going to just going to show that people use wine even for cooking. And um, and some people like that very much. And very, very elegant recipes. Maise de kalosa shal nagdim ben Gurion, the daughter of Nagdim ben Gurion, shal poskul ochachamim. And Nagdim ben Gurion, we were learning Margit, one of the wealthiest people, the three rich people in Shalayim. He was one of them, fabulously wealthy. And uh, the Hachamim decided to give to his um, daughter-in-law Sasayim Yang, the equivalent of two Sayim uh, of wine. And uh, uh, we go, uh, uh, a saw has four Kavan, and two Sayims, eight Kavan, and each Kav has um, is uh, 24 eggs. So we're talking about 168 eggs of, of wine, which you think is a lot. Let's seek a data in order to, to mix it to cook it on Friday night, Friday night. And she was very upset because she was accustomed to much more. Amnon, she said, and she actually was cursing her, but I wish the same thing happens to your daughter. She wasn't saying, she was being sarcastic. And um, Tana, we learned, but for that, for, for a poor person, this is an unbelievable amount. So she should have said Amen. But instead, Tana, we learned, she met us so at that stage. She was uh, a Shemeres Yavam. She was waiting for a brother-in-law. And therefore, nobody answered Amen because part of the bracha would have been that they had shown the husband should pass away and there should be a Shemeres Yavam. They didn't want that. Nobody answered Amen. From here, the Sfarim say, by the way, we learn out, when someone gives you a bracha, you actually have to say Amen. Because if you don't say Amen, it's like you, like you, it's like you don't want the bracha, which is worse. Here, they had a valid reason why they didn't say Amen. So one has to defend themselves. So why didn't they say Amen? Is a proof from here. This is the this is the base of the proof. If someone gives you bracha, you must say amen. Um, totally learned. Kais echad, one cup of wine. Yafel isha is very nice for a woman. Shnayim, shnayim to the nivel who makes a look. I guess in a way, it's a bit um, it's benevolent, makes it disgraceful. Shloisha three tevaz or pe. She she then sometimes you know. Opens up and wants uh, intimacy and abo, and four I feel She has no limits in where how far the intimacy go. The ain't pet she doesn't care. Maybe we're talking about a woman who never drinks, so therefore she loses herself completely, and her husband is not present. Her husband's not with her, so therefore, and she's very amorous. Where does she turn? I will buy the email less than above. Her husband with her it doesn't matter. Says the Gemara, you tell me the husband that he does no cap. Well, the In the case of the story before, we learned it from Chana was the husband. Chana was there, and yet Chana didn't drink any wine. Uh, Somebody's traveling is different, and therefore the irony by Chana is that even though she did not drink any wine whatsoever, Ailey accused her of being Shakira. 
Ali accused him when she was dabbing there. She accused her, oh, look at that drunkard. When you're traveling and you're in someone else's house, then uh, it's it's not a good idea to um, to drink anyone. Just like when you, just like um, even a husband and wife shouldn't have intimacy in someone else's house. It says the that they again they woke up in the morning, they went to the Mishkan and they bowed down for Hashem. They came back they went back to Haramasa. And then then they had relations with Hashem and Hashem remembered Khan and fell pregnant. So we, they didn't have any relations while they were Shiva. They only went back home. So we learned from here that when you're in Aksanya, so else a place, it's not appropriate. So same thing with wine. Only now, not before. The Gemara that talks a few stories, tells a few stories about women with wine. Chaim, um, this is a his wife, and we learned about her in the Gemara Yavamis. And we learned about her in the Gemara Yavamis, and and she, remember, we had a whole machlekes of two people uh, um, to be a Catalanist. She had to lose two husbands or three husbands, but you never shame your will. And uh, Abai says, I'm not worried. And he married Chaima, who had pre- two husbands previously, and they both passed away. And then Abai married her. And then Abai passed away. All right? So because he, he relied on the opinion of three, and then and he passed away. But truth of the matter is, if you remember, Abai came from Ailey, and they were cursed. So it's not really fair, even though the says it is, that, um, that to attribute it to her when Abai had his own baggage. And and who knows why it happened to Abai? But nevertheless, the wife of Abai, the wife passed away. Also, Kamra came for Rava. Amrulai, she said to him, "Psychly Mazayna, psych. I want to, you know, my husband's estate. I want from the children. I want to have food, be provided for. Pascha's law. So he was a Rav, of course. Psychly Kamra, Rava outlived Abai. Psychly Kamra, give me wine. Amrulai, Dain, Beben Achmeni, Lavishasi Kamra. I know Achmeni did not drink any wine. Now, everybody says the reason because Abai was very poor." But um, we actually learned the Gemara at the very end that, that just the other way around. That if you remember, they went to the dreamer there, they, they asked him to interpret the dreams. And Abaye always paid the guy a little bit, and he got positive dreams, and he's very wealthy. And Rav was one who was very poor. So later on, you know, his fortune changed a little bit. But, but, um, so we don't really know that Abaye was very poor. But anyway, he, for whatever reason, he didn't bring wine. She said to him, I want you to know that my husband Abaya used to give me wine with shufas in large, in large um, wine glasses. And she t- tried to demonstrate, so she lifted her hand to show how high it is, her sleeve rolled back. And while she was demonstrating to Rava how big the glasses were, her, her sleeve you know, fell back. And nothing hurted Beijing, and the entire base of Medrash is illuminated. And she looked so pretty, and everybody gazed. Come, Rava. Rava got so, um, you know, this is an amazing money. Rava stood up, all the base, he became very um, excited, went home. His wife, one of his wives, was the daughter of Chizda, and he wanted to marry her as well. And she also lost her, her husband herself. She wanted to marry, he wanted to, to have relations with her as well. And middle of the day, what's going on here? Suddenly, middle of the day, he got all excited. He thought about me, middle of Yeshiva. What happened here? He said to her, I want you to know um, that Abai's wife came to the Bezin today, and uh, whatever it is, and that's what happened. Nafka, she went out of the after her. She started to beat her physically with the the, the 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 lock or the what do you call it? the handle of a, of a, of a chest until she threw him out of the city of Mechuzah. 
she said to her, you killed me three husbands, including Abayah. And you want to kill more? Now my husband now is, is, um, is bitten by you, smitten by you, and uh, it's no good. So get out. And she chased him out of town, and nobody stopped her. Anyway, we were just discussing it to see whether women should drink wine or not. So obviously, some did and some didn't. The Bisu the Rabbi Yisuf Bnei Rava. Rava had a son called Rabbi Yisuf. We had him mentioned a few times in Gemara. His wife also came from the Chemin Bnei Rabbi Yisuf. Came before the Chemin son Rabbi Yisuf, which was Rabbi Zerbet's son. Amr uh, Leish said to him, "Psychly Mezayne, give me food. I want you to pass and I should get food from the state. Possible. Psychly have a wine. Possible. Amr, he said to you, Dinah, but when you chuzah the shas of I know that the people chuzah drink wine." So it's a bit interesting. The Rava was in Mechuzah. The story before the Abayi Rava was in the city of Mechuzah. And Rava said, oh, Abayi had wine. Unless Abayi actually didn't live in Mechuzah. He just maybe had some properties in Mechuzah. And that's why she went to Mechuzah to, uh, to collect from the state. And they themselves, estate. they themselves did not live in Mechuzah. Otherwise, what says, how could Rava be surprised that they had wine when it just says right here that I know the people in Mechuzah, that all the women, they drink wine. So he gave it straight away. Uh, he clearly for me that some didn't, some didn't, depends where you were. And when they did, there was nothing wrong. And when they didn't, then drinking too much can lead to the wrong things. She came and said, okay, my husband died. I want you to rule that I should get from the state. I also want you to give me nice clothes. Well, what will you need nice clothes for? Why should that come from the state? <coughs> so that I should present myself nicely before, and I shouldn't be embarrassed um, for, for you and from your friends and so on and so forth. So therefore, it's nice for the state that I should look like a mensch. Anyway, Misha said you give her a bed, and you also give her a, a mat, a soft mat and a hard mat made of reeds. What did they give you all these kinds of mats for? He gave her a bed. A bed in those days was basically made of a, a hide of, a, of an animal and it was very comfortable. The yardly ready, what did they give more of these extra mats for? I'm going to pop it up. I'm going to ask in a place that he gave the Molopuria, Bechavli, Debevagula. This is a place where the beds were not made out of that leather, that nice leather that was stretched from tot, you know, totally, and therefore you were able to sleep. This is ropes, and ropes to sleep on ropes is very difficult. Therefore, you need a mattress above that made out of a mat. Tommy learned. Ain't nice in don't give her a cushion and a blanket mission. You don't give her that. That's the extra you don't have to give from the state. Because you can't force them. do give. So what are we talking about? the common that they must have the with a cushion, a pillow, and 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 linen. So my time is not Why not? And she's entitled to it. We love her. Nobody does it. My time is not says she is. We do give it to her. We need to going to It's common for for him, but not common for her. Tanakana summa holds He says to her. We're talking about the responsibilities of a husband to a wife and the wife and the husband were not were not together. Yeah, we're talking about this all of it. He gave it to a third party to uh, take care of her needs. She lived elsewhere. So he says, when I come to your house, she killed a Whenever we're together, yes, I have to bring bring it with me. So um um I'll take it with me and I'll bring it with me. When I come to you, I will uh, when I leave your house, I'll take it back with me. When I come to you, I'll bring it with me. So therefore, no problem. 
But I'm not she can argue back. That's what Tanakhama says. You don't have to bring it. And um, Ramnasan says, Amrullah, she says to him, Zimnin, sometimes in Misrami Benashmash, you come Friday night. Benashmash is where twilight is always only Rashi says a few places, the only time that makes it's really significant is on a Friday night. Well, the mutz is mice a little too late. By the time you come in, Shabbos already, you cannot bring it with you. And obviously you didn't have an area in that town. And with you come to my house, you'll take everything that I have because they're yours. and you make me sleep on the floor. So therefore, you have to provide her with that. Uh, with that <coughs> cushion, everything else. Yeah. Um, Saying so my brother, the nice little keeper here gives also this little kerchief and, and gives also um, a, a belt just uh, around the loins. It says there that shoes you have to give her every you buy her clothes once a year, and shoes you have to give her every yomtif and so on. So I think one of the things it's very odd. Shoes you make such a big deal out of, and clothes not. Hi, Tana Shaliach Artuloi. This this Tana wants to send her out naked. The Rami Misane because he walk around naked only wears a pair of shoes. Clothes only once a year. He that he. He says he's buying new clothes, but shoes you have to buy every every yomtif. As if the main focus is shoes and clothes doesn't matter. You can walk around naked. It doesn't make sense. This Tanah happens to be living in a place which, which is very mountainous and full of rocks. He needs three pairs of shoes a year because the shoes they get you know, worn out from all the, the rocks and everything else in the mountains. And therefore, you have to buy it here with the year. And the Tan is trying to teach you is, obviously everything's relative, but he's trying to teach you is that the best time to buy, and by the way, Kamash will teach you the best time to do it is on Yom Tov. We already learned that a person has to be Sameach, his wife, and buy her new clothes. So the best time is Yom Tov. So she had increase her Simcha on Yom Tov. The Kalish Hamish Zuz, you have to get close. The value of 50 Zuz, what kind of Zuz? We already learned last time there's different kinds of Zuz or Dinanim. There's Misel Medin and the Selaturi. Selaturi, we said, is all silver, so its value was eight times that of the Selah Medin, the local one, which is only one eighth of it was, was uh, silver. The rest of different alloys. So which coins are we talking about here? I'm going to buy a Hamishim, Zuzi, Pshit, we're talking about 50 ordinary coins, which is the eighth of the value of, of, uh, of um, you know, Manatsuri. Yeah. Uh, my, how do we know to talk about the low? Maybe it means the 50, you know, the dinner in the Tsuri one. It was very simply. The, the Mishnah concludes, if you remember, the Mishnah concludes that this is only talking about an impoverished person. So these are the bit minimum. But if somebody's wealthier, they have to give commensurate to your wealth. But somebody is honorable or somebody who has who has more and more means, you have to take care of your wife according to your status. If you tell me that Khamisha didn't remit of Salatsuri. And now, then we also said you don't give a new clothes uh, in the summer and, and, and I think old we lost you for a few moments. Sorry, I think we lost you for a few moments. Where did you lose me? Where did you lose me? In the last 30 seconds, uh, I don't know if Merv had that problem too. Maybe it was my reception, I'm not sure. Okay, no problem. In, in, in a nutshell, the is talking about what hey, kind yes, of coins. Yes. Okay, so we're saying in concluding, it must be the, the cheaper coins. It's, it's the, the local coin, because if it's the, the Tsuri coin, which is eight times the value, multiple eight, how in the world would a poor person be able to afford that? 
And it's because we're mandating that every person, no matter how poor you are, you have to give this to your wife, then obviously we're talking about something which even a poor person can afford. Then the Mishnah said, uh, we don't give new clothes in the, in the summer and old clothes in winter, the other way around. In, in the winter, give a new clothes when it's thick and, and, and protects her from the harsh elements. And in the summer, it's very worn out and it's thinner and everything else. It doesn't matter because there's a breeze and it's, 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 it's warm. So Tarabah, we learned, let's say, uh, whatever the mission says, the amount of food you give her, but she doesn't eat too, so much. She has excess food. What happens to that excess food? Lebal, that goes back to the husband. Moisa below is we give her extra clothes. Leisha that goes to the woman. Says the Gemara, Moisa below is Leisha Lamala. This extra clothing which is sort of uh, fading away. Why give it to her? What she can do with it? She uses it while she, you know, she knows when she dons it on. She dons it when she is a nida. Well, anyway, she has no relation with the husband. When she is available to her husband she's not going to wear these clothes which are which are not complimentary or flattering at all to her but when she's in India anyway she doesn't doesn't matter she wears it and in fact, in fact it's a it's a benefit to wear it then so the husband would be interested in her at all during that time when it comes, however, to a widow, her leftover clothes, even the blows, those clothes are fading away. They don't go to her, they go to the ears. Why? Over there, we gave a good reason why she go to the wife so she wears a wife because during the rest of the year, we want her to be appealing to her husband. Over here, who cares? Um, who cares if she uh, is, is, you know, uh, is wear, uh, what do you call? It? Let her be in bag. We don't care. We don't have to. We don't need her to wear nice clothes for uh, for the yarshim. So it doesn't matter. <clears throat> okay. Something more further. Nice and more If he gives her that stipend and uh, and uh, so on and so forth, we learned uh, we learned uh, that she he gets the excess of, of her of her earnings. And then we said they should eat together every Friday night. Now, what does eating together mean? Is it a euphemism or it means literally? Maya chelos. We need to eat together every Friday night. The mamash eat together, like I told you, Shagadari says that you have to eat together Friday nights. And Rav Ashi and Rav Ashi says, Tashmish, it means it's a euphemism for relations. Tanami learned, Achelos, Imai, says in the Bright, so they eat, they eat together, or Achelos with him, Lele Shabbos, the nights of Shabbos. So, eating. means relations. What kind of word is eating? So, says it's a euphemism. They're just being nice, speaking in an elegant way. It says, she ate, she wipes the mouth, she says, I did nothing wrong. So, it says the word, and they're talking about intimacy. Let's a question. It says, he says, they should eat together, not only with him, but and Shabbos by day. And by day. means eating Shabbos. Because you have a mix of meals on Shabbos, so Friday night you should eat together, and Shabbos by day should eat together. El, um, of course, it's not, it's not only Friday night, by day as well, you have to eat together. But you know, how can be Tashmir during the day? Huna said that the Jewish people are very sacred, and the Ain Mishamshim meet the same game, but generally don't have intimacy during the day. Sigmar says during the day means broad daylight. But if you make the room dark, Mutter is permitted.
So it sounds like in the Gemara here that since it's permitted Shabbos by day, and Tamil Chamer, we say Friday night, we mean we don't only mean Friday night, we mean Shabbos day as well. Because if it doesn't mean that you have a mitzvah Shabbos by day, just you're allowed to, so why does the Mishnah say, and they should eat? The Mishnah is saying that this is what an obligation. You need to be together Friday night, and Hashimah says, and Shabbos by day. If all it means is, if we're learning now, it means Tashmish, and you're allowed to by day if you cover made the dark, what's Hashimah saying? And you should. So obviously he holds, according to the one who says it means Tashmish, that by day also they have to. Anyway, and if she was nursing, now, it's interesting, we had a whole before about that you have to, uh, you know, provide for your kids. And we said, providing for your kids and so on and so forth. It just shows you how the Gemara is, is never complete in one place. You always have to have, you have to go through the whole shas to find bits and pieces to complement the other Gemaras we learned. Because here the Gemara says something we didn't have there. Dorash, Rabbe, Ula, Rabbe, Abula, Rabbe, it was standing and dashing a pitzchah in the sea in the house of the doorway of the house of the Nasi. Afa Pisham, even though we learned, ain't Adam's son as bond of Ubenaisav, Kishang Tanim, it's not mandatory to, to, to feed your children when they're young. But very young, you have to feed your children. You have an obligation to feed your children. Once they're over a certain age, it's a tzedakah. And we remember we had before, we cajoled people who were rich. We, we sort of tried to force them, cajole them into their into giving and up to a certain age again. And then beyond that, it's just a bit of tzedakah. Ad kamas, until what age do you have to support your kids? Ad ben sheish, until the age of six years old. Six years old can be with the heir of his mother. We're talking about heir and let's say the mother decided to um, to go north and she made food there. The father decided to go south and he placed food over there. Which one does the kid go with? It goes with the mother. <clears throat> Why? Because a young kid needs the mother a lot more than they need the father. So what do we see from here? That till six years old, the kid is totally dependent on the mother. And just like the, the husband has to provide for the wife, he has to provide for the wife's children, which is his children. The Mai, how do you know? Tony says, how do we know that? Because it says we learned in our Mishnah, if she was, remember, we learned that certain obligations she has for the husband, or if she was nursing, we deduct the time. You know, we say the, the value of five, the weight of five slayim of wool. But if, let's say, she's nursing, then she doesn't have that much time. Maybe it's only four slime of wool, depending on how much time she it, it consumes. So we see that feeding her children takes off from his her obligation to him, which obviously means that he has an obligation to feed the children, take care of the children, and therefore she has every right to do that. Furthermore, we add more food. But why are we adding more food? Obviously, so to, to feed to the children. So we see clearly from here that uh, you have an obligation to feed your little kids. My time, because the kid has to eat as well with the mother. So you know, that's not a proof. Maybe all this extra food is only for her. Because maybe she, when she's she's nursing, she feels weak. So she needs extra food. So you know, no. If you're talking about someone that was sick, then just say that if you have to be sick, you have to give her extra. My im Why is the say if she was nursing? If the whole point is that you have to give her extra food because she is sick, then say if she was sick, you give her extra food. Said no. Maybe the mission trying to tell you the stamina is trying to make us aware that every woman who's nursing generally is weaker, and uh, and and therefore you have to be considerate and give her extra food. So there's no proof from our mission one way or another, even though the halacha might be correct, but we don't. There's no proof. You actually have to give them a wine. Wine somehow or another it improves the the, the 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 taste of the milk or the flow of the milk, and therefore it's a good thing to have wine. So after all, we had a discussion before whether you give women a wine or not, whether you give it to their food. We didn't mention a word. If she's a nursing mother, wine would be beneficial.
Anyway, Hadam Aloch Afapi. Now goes the next parik. Matthias Isha Tesa brings down. Not everybody agrees that this is the next parik. That according to some, the next parik is actually the seventh parik, not the, the sixth parik. The next parik is Hamadir. But nevertheless, we have it now. Maria Matthias Isha is next, and we're going to talk about this parik about dowries and promises that Chotani make that they have to. Um, this is one of the only exceptions that even if you don't make a transaction, you're still bound by the promises that you make. Says the Mishnah, Isha, whatever the, the, the findings of a woman who might see down her earnings, the Baila, they all go to her husband. Remember, he had before the Brysa. In, in, in place of that, he, that he has to take care of medical bills, that he has to free her if she's taken captive, he has to bury her, all those things. So, therefore, certainly in return, she has things that she has to give to the husband. So she finds something, goes to the husband, earning the husband, the Yudushasa, and, and, and if she brings in an inheritance. Let's say while they're married, she gets an inheritance. Who Eichel paid us, even though it's hers, but he he takes care of it. So therefore he gets the earnings. And the, the, the field itself is her. That's Rashi's first shot. And um and so on. Rashi's second shot is that if she dies, her husband takes over all of her properties. The Chaya um, while is alive. Uh, he eats the fruits while he's alive. But Tesha says that if he learned that from Abirushasa after she died, he ashes her, uh, he ashes her, then um, then uh, what do you call it? Uh, instead of the kids, then who Eichel paid is Bechaya is a separate halach altogether. That's separate in that if she brings the properties in, the Chimaloik, he takes care of it, but he gets the earnings. What happens if somebody strikes somebody? If somebody strikes somebody, you have to pay five different, we have before this Nezik paid damage, Tsar, and the pain, repay medical bills, and Sheves, and the fact that they're unemployed, the Boishas and the shame. So it says over here that Boishas, when it comes to Boishas, Upagama, when it comes to the, the fact that she was hurt, and um, who gets that? So, um, Shalom, that's hers. That's her. Sheves, if she's unemployed, that goes to the husband because she, all her work earnings anyway go to the husband. So the fact that she can't work, who's affected by it? The husband is. But when it comes to shame, it's her shame, according to Tanakama. And when it comes to the fact that she was hurt, it's her hurt. So she gets the, she's entitled to all that money. Rabbi Huda Ben Seder says he's also affected by it. So Bizman Shebe says if let's say that the, the, the whatever it is that it was hurt in a place that it was you know concealed, then Loshne Chalakim she's hurt most, so she gets two thirds of the money. he gets one third of the money. Abizman Shebegoli if let's say uh, the shame, well, let's something happened here, and the shame is is very apparent, so he's affected by it as well. That you know, he's embarrassed to walk with her in public, whatever it is. And, uh, and furthermore, that he now has, he finds it difficult to have a relationship, it's impacting on the relationship, then he's entitled to two-thirds, she's entitled to one. His entitlement gets straight away, on her, because while she's she's married, she, we have everything that she has, you buy property with it, and he, you know, he, he works with it, and he gets the, the, the dividends. And he gets the dividends. He gets all the dividends. Um, <clears throat> First of all, what's the point of the mission about Matthias Isha Tanina, didn't we learn that before already when we talked about the different obligations they have for each other? Oh, it says there, oh, furthermore, father Zakai, but Bita, your father has rights in his daughter, Bikidusha, when she's a Tana and then Naira to marry her off, when it comes to these three ways. Zakai, the Matthias, the father is entitled to findings of Maisi, then earnings, and he also, you can know, 
her her vows mekabalas gita receives her get from um, from engagement but he does not eat if she this girl inherits something from her um, mother he does not eat the, the dividends from that property however nisa she got married yes the husband has more has additional entitlements over the father in addition, whatever the father has, he also has. But he also, if she brings in um, properties, if she arses, whatever is um, during the marriage, he um, it's her property, but he works it and he gets a dividend. So, so we read clearly from here that the husband, we read a little from this picture that the husband is entitled to all of her findings and all of her earnings. So why does this mission have to repeat it? So we answer the chid, but this mission is novel. What it introduces is boisto pogami. The chidish here is that the shame, the money that she entitled to because she was ashamed or that she was hurt, that's what the minister can teach you. Plukta the Rabbi Yehuda the dispute between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabban, and that's new in this mission. So while we brought that, we already brought the rest of it as well. Okay, we'll continue tomorrow night at 22.